Welcome to SCGA, Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. The Palmetto Shop is your one-stop shop for all of your logoed apparel, promotional, and marketing needs. Offering full-service embroidery and screen printing for business, athletic teams, and personal needs, along with a variety of gift options with our trademarked Palmetto Tree and Moon. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Biff Lathrop. How are you, Biff? I'm doing great, Mr. Knight. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, man. Here to talk all things South Carolina golf. SCGA, SCJGA, SCJGF. We got it going on. That's right. Uh, it's been uh it's been been a good couple weeks since we were last together. We uh we got together last Monday, um September the twentieth and had our forty plus series at Watchesaw Plantation. Had a ninety three players teed up that day. So I had a good day. The golf course is awesome. I love that place. That is a good good golf course. They you know, ever since we kinda of started doing our Can Am, we do our Can Am matches there with the foundation every March or, yep. or have have before COVID. But um uh, ever since we kind of did that, we haven't we haven't gone down there much because you know they've already given up their golf course. But we were able to get that that forty plus done, and everybody had a good time. You know, you and I have talked about it. A forty plus series is so cool. You know, over the age of forty, we break it down into tournament division, senior division, super senior division. We pay flights. Uh, we fly it from from there, and we pay gross and net on on all those flights. Um, it can. It, the thing is with those events, they can be fun with your buddies. But if you want competition, you need to go golf your ball if you want to try and win. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, you can get it done. And I mean, we had some guys that went down there and played, and you know, things didn't work out, and they didn't finish. And we don't hold that against you as long as you, you know, they didn't put, they didn't turn in a score. I should say. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's fine. That's that's one of those types of events that you know that that happens. Um, yeah. But it's very competitive too. I mean, these guys get down there and they're working hard and they want to win that their flight. And and uh, we we proved that this time again with. Some really good scores, and the golf course played a little tough. Uh, in our tournament division, Kurt Walt Hazen from Simpsonville shot a 73. Nice. Uh, to, to win the tournament division. In the senior division, also from Simpsonville, must be something in the water, Mr. Chris Kuhn shot a one under par 71. Okay. And then in our senior, super senior division, we had a tie. Mike Calkins and Mike Robinson each shot 72. Yeah. My boy Mike Calkins, he four putted his last hole to shoot that. Did seven. he? Yeah, man, he he's a little bummed. Uh, good seeing him back in Victory Lane or Circle. Whatever. He's something else, man. I know, I know Calk for a long time, and yeah. you know, that old fade swing he puts on that thing and hits it out there, and he's just consistent. So yeah. it's, it's fun to watch him. But you know, again, that 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 forty plus event, we do a we do a generally do a ten o'clock ten o'clock shotgun or eleven o'clock shotgun depending on where we are, and uh, we you know we've got lunch in there for you when you get done and. Always a good lunch too. Always a pretty good lunch, and we yeah. go to some really cool places. Um, just coming up to finish the year, we're going to be right around the corner, October the 11th. In fact, the entries are open for this one. Carolina Country Club up in Spartanburg. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to some guys the other day that said the Carolina Country Club is in really, really good shape. So we're excited nice. about that one. Um, November the 8th, we're going to be at Camden Country Club, and that's actually going to be a partner event. Good. It should be. Should be right. Yeah. Um, and then the, the season finale, which is also a four-ball partners event, uh, December the 5th to the 6th, we're going to be at Kalawasi Island. 
Oh wow! So I always love going to Calabasas. That's a that's a great spot, and they're always good to us. They've got twenty seven holes, and we we play uh, obviously just the eighteen of them, but it's a it's a good place. My man Billy Bagwell. Billy Bagwell, the magician, is down there. And he's Billy the kid. Yeah, their golf course superintendent, but he is. He's tasked with the entire property. Yeah, the whole a, island. It's a big property. Yeah, as fact, you know, we were there for the senior championship, correct? Yes. And I went down. I was working with y'all, and I went down to uh, his shed, and he had the largest vacuum I've ever seen. It was a Toro, <laughs> you know, and this thing had a pipe going around the machine, like a almost like a semi truck. And I said, "What's up with that?" And he goes, "That's when I learned they take care of the whole island." Well, you know, I, I, I am talking about Billy and that that facility. He's got a huge maintenance facility down there. And but you know, one thing I learned a long time ago: these superintendents that you can tell you got a really good superintendent about sometimes how they keep their barn, how to keep the maintenance yeah. facility. And he's always kept his very clean, very organized. He's, he knows where everything is, and he can send anybody in there and tell them where to find something. And right. It's uh, he does a good job. He, he does. does a real he good does. Job. Um. So yeah, we did that last Monday. Uh, had had a little bit of time off this past week. Came back on this past Monday, the the twenty seventh, and we did our Possum Championship out at Wood Creek, which is always a cool event. You know, you know what Possum stands for, don't you? Eh? The Pro Official Superintendent Manager. There you go, man. You still got it. Good oh, job. Yeah. Um, we usually go where Clem King goes for that event. And yeah. Clem's now at Wood Creek. Um, he's a big part of keeping that together. But it's a great day for a facility to come in. Bring their pro official superintendent or manager. Uh, we do a captain's choice. They get to come in. They net. We do a little networking prior to and afterwards. We yeah. do a lunch before and do a little social afterwards. Um, you know, I'm walking around as we're getting ready to shotgun everybody. I'm hearing a couple of superintendents talking about irrigation lines and, and oh, comparing yeah. notes. And yeah. that that's what the tournament's meant for. Right. Um, heck, the SCGA even put a team together. I got our former director of junior golf, Chris Miller, professional to play with us, and our president, Vic Cannon, teed it up with us. And one of our former superintendents over at Columbia Country Club, Jim Young, who's now working with Simplot. That's right. Uh, got him to come over there and show us his skills. So we had a good day. It was fun. We, we were terrible, but we had fun doing it. So I'm going to do two Chris Miller stories real quick. Uh, one, on my drive out here, I-20 West, and I'm getting on to I-26 East. Right. I remember the day he, I was in the office, and he came in. He had been running the air, and he said, I didn't take it off cruise control as he merged from I-20 on the I-26 at 60 miles an hour. I think it was in the Jeep days. Mm. But uh, he, he he ain't scared. It, it depends on which days. I mean, he changes cars like I changed yours. Well, that was my second story. He, I just saw on Facebook he didn't get upset, but somebody dinged his car in the parking lot. And and I said, well, you don't keep it long enough to even know, do you? <laughs> but. Anyway, sorry. yeah, he flips cars pretty quick. But uh, the the team we we pay we pay gross and net out there at the the Possum Championship in the Spur Northwoods. Captain's Choice put themselves together a little fifty five for the day. Yeah, and uh, Oak Hills came in the net score of fifty four. So oh, good. Yep. So he he they they've uh, first time they they participated for many years, and he said the first time they ever gotten anything. So they were excited. Yeah, the Spur at Northwoods is a contender, whether it's the Trescott or the Lathrop Cup or the Possum. Yeah, they can play. They yeah. can golf their golf ball. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the golf course is really good. Uh, they've done a good job out there. I know they've had a lot of – at Wood Creek, that is. They've had a lot of projects over the last couple of years. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it really good. come together. He's done a good job with it. So we're excited to see where that goes. Uh, the the very next day, which which as we're speaking today was yesterday, we did our U.S. four-ball qualifier at Florence Country Club. Yep. Um, had 46 teams come in playing for two spots. I yeah. mean, if you look at that field, you look at the pairing sheet, look at that field, and knowing you only got two spots for all those guys that were playing, 
Uh, you I know, feel you, like you know after nine holes whether you're going to qualify. Or, you know, or you got to go low. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to go low. And 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 sure enough, we had two teams that went really low. Uh, finishing in second place was Jeremy Revis and Chris Easy from up the Upstate. Uh, shot a little 62, eight under par. Wow. And then also from the Upstate, uh, our four ball champions from back in June, Brent Delahousse and Charles Warren, shot a nine under par 61. I'm calling it now. They're going to be tough to beat in the actual tournament. <clears throat> They're going to be tough. It's going to be the Country Club of Birmingham and Alabama, and, and it's not until next May. You know, this is yeah. the one qualifier we do for the USGA where we don't. Every other qualifier is like a two or three week window. This is like a six month window. And the reason they do that is that the tournament's not until May, but the Northern Associations can't do their qualifiers uh, in the spring like we probably could. Right. And then we feel like it's better to do it in the fall while the players are still kind of kind of got things going and aren't, aren't coming out of the, the winter you know rut and, and straight into a, a four-ball qualifier. Right. So That's cool. It's good. It was a good event. Again. You played number eight as a par four? Uh, no. Okay. You said par 70 par 70 we did we paid uh played as it was a par 70 so it was it, it was a par 70 we did play number eight as a par four i'm yeah. sorry i was thinking the other way around yeah number eight is a par four yeah. um drew's got the golf course looking awesome i heard kirk said it was great he finally got it dried out man he's been fighting that drainage between five and six yeah. you know, they're on bottom of 15 and they finally got some drainage in there and a little bit of dry dry weather so it's good good he, he's doing a good job with it nice um so yeah that's all that's really happened since we last got together uh we got a lot going on in the next heck the next two weeks. We're going to be this weekend, October one through three. We're going to be at Green Valley Country Club for a mid amateur championship. Um, that starts on Friday. Yeah, uh, 120 players. So we're excited to get back to the Upstate for it. And that's a that's a good venue. That's a great venue. It's a great spot. They do a good job. It's a good golf course. Uh, good area. Um, also this weekend, October two and three, we are our first event for our SCGA Fall Series. We're calling it. Um, Junior golf, yeah. Junior golf. This yep. is for the Junior Golf Association. This is uh, for 13 to 18-year-olds. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to give another opportunity for these kids that haven't been playing a long time, something to play in and something to have some, some tournament experience, which is what this is going to be based around. Uh, we got our first event. It's going to be at the Spur at Northwoods. We got right at 50 kids playing. Uh, so we didn't quite fill up this time. but That's still a good number. If we do fill up, we're actually going reverse of what we usually do priority-wise. So kids out of the top 100 rankings have priority. Nice. You know, that's the problem they're battling. They Until you get into a certain part of those ranking systems, you 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 have a hard time getting into these tournaments. No, so, no doubt. There was a young man who moved here. I can't remember if it was Greenville or the lower state, you know, the – low country right but he was a good player but he moved here at age 16 and he had zero history to get him into anything any, yeah it's tough it's tough i mean yeah. and, and and we realize that we realize there's a there's a, a, a gap there and so we're we're trying to fill the gap um we've got another one the next event for that is going to be right now is going to be in december the first weekend in december over at the fort jackson um you know, we're trying to we, – during the school year, you have to do it during the weekends. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, golf courses aren't really giving up their courses on a weekend right now, nope. especially the way golf is flying off the handle with, with uh, you know, the popularity right now. So, yep. we're going we're going to try to get some more dates out there, give some more opportunities. Um, we also have a full junior tournament sketch already before this fall series. So Correct. We're, we're, we got a lot going on. We've we got a lot of balls in there, but we're going to get it figured out and give do as much as we can, give as much opportunity as we can out there. Um the juniors come back the next weekend, the 9th and 10th of October, or a brand new event. We just started the Jackie Sewell Jr. Yeah, yeah. up at Cobbs Glen. Um, 
you know, that, that another one. That's another event that we're doing, which is kind of to fill the void. Th- this is only for 10 to 15-year-olds. Okay. Um, 16 and 17 year olds have a lot of other events they're playing in. This is this is an opportunity for some of these kids that can't get in to get some experience, get some get some points, and and, and get be part of it. Right now we have right at 120 kids, almost a full field. Really? Yep. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Man. Uh, we're gonna have two age groups, 10 to 12 and 13 to 15 year olds. Um, yeah. Matt Harbin, who, who who used to be one of our Long, long time ago, SCGA employees. Yeah. Um, one of Haps maybe first employees. Uh, he's the one kind of behind this, and and, and obviously when Mr. Sewell is still with us, this was being worked on. Um, Mr. Sewell's now passed, unfortunately, but uh, it gives a little more credence to the golf tournament. We're going, we're going to get up there. We're going to have a great couple of days for these kids. Matt's really going to raise a lot of money to to really do it up and yeah. make it a first class event. Um. Some of the monies that are left over are going to come back to the foundation, and also some of the monies are going to go towards the Jackie Sewell uh, scholarship that's been created uh, from right. his family. So hopefully a good couple of days. Weather will work out, and Cobb Glenn will be good for us, and um, everybody will have a good time. Nope. I'm sitting here looking at his picture, the Hall of Fame picture right there. There you go. There. He's, yeah. He was one of the best, man. I love that guy. We've talked about him. In fact, he's uh, our Palmetto Golfer magazine should be coming to mailboxes here in the next couple of days for everyone. And – there's a good piece in there on Mr. Sewell and everything he's meant to golf and, and one of the patriarchs of, of the game itself in the state for the last, you know, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Um, so we get done with that on the on that Sunday. The very next day we got another 40-plus we just mentioned going to be at Carolina Country Club up in Spartanburg. Um, and then the big one, eh? October 13th, the 100-hole hike. Oh, yeah. Okay. Down at Edisto, we got Kirk Page and Kyle Maloney and Justin Fleming and Joe Quick. For the foundation going out walking a hundred holes, yeah, and we walk them. They walk them. I don't walk them. They walk them. Um, I go around a caddy for them in a cart. But uh, it's a long day. But we we're going to raise some money. I think we're already raised over eight thousand dollars so far. That's nice, man. They, you know, those monies go towards the foundation and our youth on course uh, experience that we have. Yeah, uh, program that we have. So it's a good day it's 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 really brings there's a good camaraderie day for all of us because like i said I, I take the two i take kyle and rook and i caddy for them michaela's going to go down there and caddy for justin and you're and more Joe. than a caddy you're carrying the drinks you're cheering them on you're helping them through oh, well I, yes we are and, and it's and i you know do a little bit more and you know last year last time we did this even though i was caddying with a golf cart i still managed to walk over 12 miles that day which did you? doesn't compare to their 25 miles they walk but no. i still managed to walk a lot so i want to say also on twitter this morning leland vaughn was a longtime pro at edisto correct right uh and very he was he was on the junior golf foundation or junior golf association board or you know the the committee we had committee yep. uh for a long long time and and he was always donating stuff i saw i, th- I think he's passed away now oh no i didn't see well that. maybe if he hadn't okay but i saw his son commented on the something y'all put out on social media how Leland was such a supporter, and he'd be very proud y'all were using yeah, Edisto that's great. to do that 100-hole hike. Well, we're, we're excited. You know, Edisto's a, it's, it's a fun little kind of a short golf course, so it's easy to get around. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't realize if you've never done it before, and I've watched it. I haven't done it. I've watched it. But, you know, these boys started off that early that morning hitting hitting eight irons from 150 yards, 155 yards, and by the time we were done, we were bunting four irons down right. there from 150 yards. So, I mean, you know, it just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. And they walk it. They walk every inch of it. So, um, it's yeah. uh, it's a good day. We hope to raise a little bit of money for a good good cause, a good reason, and uh, and hope I hope my guys survive. 
I do too. They will, especially Big Joe. You know, if Joe made it that first time, we were all Joe's. This was Joe's baby idea a long time ago, and we doubted that man. We told him it was not possible for him to do it. Well, he he did most of it last time. He right. we did have a couple of cramping sessions where where we had to maybe give him a ride a hole or two or three yeah. or four, but um. For the for for ninety nine percent of it, he did it. Well, Boy, he, he did cramp up and look like a I just, I don't know what he looked like a little pretzel there for a little. I just while. remember saying, Joe, you better just go walk ten miles, see how you feel, yeah, and then think about it. But he, they're doing it, good for them. They're doing it, they're yeah. doing it, so good for them. So, but uh, so yeah, that's what we've got going on and what's coming ahead of us, and uh, you know, excited again to be part of this off the hosel experience and having yeah. Then we got Mister Smunk on here today. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture over there too. Got Hall of Famers everywhere, man. Well, th- this was fun to do with Bill. I mean, you know, we we've known him for a long time. I know you and I both talked about it. We were like, well, we're just gonna flip a switch and let him go, and and yeah, he, he did pretty. He did good. He did real good. I don't know if I shared this there, but I remember one of I knew Bill Smunk the name i didn't know him personally and he was a in my mind a, a great player and you know somebody you need to keep an eye out for whatever tournament i was given a speech handed him scorecard his hard card and his rule sheet and he said that's the best speech i've ever heard yep, yep. and I, I remember being so proud i was like man if he told me that i must be doing good well i didn't want to break your heart but he gave that to everybody on the first day i know <laughs> when i got it a month later a different tournament i was like hold on he's a beaut man we love him he's great yep. he's a he's fun to have on the show and uh Looking forward to hearing all what he's got to say. Absolutely. Here we go, Mr. Bill Smunk. I want to call him a legend, living legend, because I call everybody living right. legend on the show. But you've always been my living legend, Mr. Bill Smunk. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank I'm you for good. joining us here today. Thank you for having me. We are at the Country Club of Charleston, a beautiful environment. You probably played a lot of rounds of golf here, right? A lot of rounds. You probably played a lot of rounds everywhere. Yeah, a lot of rounds. Yeah. He's got yeah. some experience. He's, he's been around the block. Bill was always one who would stop at any driving range and hit balls, right, if you drove by one? Still do it. Do you? Still do it. Wasn't there a rock quarry you used to hit, you used yeah. to stop at? In Jamestown. Yeah. A rock quarry? Yeah. Was I it a driving there. range? I stopped there Saturday afternoon after I got my new six hybrid. <laughs> six hybrid. <laughs> we, we got some head covers in the bag now? Oh, yeah. A lot of them. So, you are a senior now, super senior, I guess. 71. 71. Yep. When did you start playing golf? I was 10 years old. You were telling me a little bit out in California. I, I, my dad was in the Marines. He, we were living at Camp Pendleton, and I was about 10 years old, and he took me to the golf course for some junior lessons, and I went out there, and I fell in love with golf, and he would drop me off when he was on his way to work, and I would go round and round on the par three golf course. I'd play it maybe 10 times. Yeah. They had a nine hole par three. So I got to know the pro real good. And the pro, great guy and a good player. I used to shine shoes. I used to help him pick up the range. And uh, one day on a Saturday night, he called me up. He goes, Bill, you want to go with me to the San Diego Open tomorrow? Which is a PGA Tour event. PGA Tour event. Yep. And it was the second tournament that Jack Nicklaus ever played in as a pro. Wow. And I looked in his bag, and I saw this McGregor one iron, and I go, holy cow, how do you hit that? <laughs> right. But we drove up to the gate, and he said to the guard, he goes, I'm here to pick up the two tickets Arnold Palmer left for me. I said, Arnold Palmer left us tickets? Yeah. He goes, yep, I was on the golf team with him at Wake Forest. I go, holy cow. So we go in, and there on the putting green is Arnold Palmer, the number one player in the world. 
he waves at us there's like 200 people around the green he waves at us come on out i go out i shake hands with arnold palmer we walked with arnold palmer the entire 18 holes and he came over numerous times and talked to us and sure enough two months later i'm watching the masters and arnold palmer won the masters wow there was nothing better than that that's so cool yeah and that's why i've got that picture yep so it was pretty incredible well rap <clears throat> tell them about the the harbor town later okay so 15 years later now i tried a couple of times to get my pga tour card okay so i was bartended at night in harbor town playing golf every day i'm in there one day one night it was like a saturday night middle of january nobody around the door to the bar opens four guys walk in one of them is arnold palmer they sat at the bar and had a drink they went in and had dinner they came back out after dinner and it was close to closing time and they're having drinks at the bar and arnold palmer says to me bill can we buy you a cocktail i said absolutely arnie i put a beer on arnie's tab and sat there having a drink with arnold palmer and he remembered your name no he did not okay but he'd asked me my name before he went in for dinner gotcha right. gotcha so i told him i said when my dad retired for the second time my parents lived at hilton head my da my dad took my sister my baby sister who's 16 years younger than me to the heritage twice and they went over and watched the heritage i said arnie both times you came over and said hey little girl how you doing yeah i go it doesn't get any better than that no but the story goes even farther uh-oh so the pro made quite an impression on my life taking me to see arnold palmer and he wins the masters well when i was 64 i got inducted in the hall of fame south south carolina, golf south carolina hall, of hall of fame yeah. a month later i'm playing in a senior tournament up in pinehurst and i see that i am playing with a guy from oceanside california that is where camp pendleton is so i said to the guy i said is there any chance you know the old pro from camp pendleton bill hartley he goes i play golf with bill hartley every week <laughs> i said unbelievable i said do you have his phone number he goes yep i got it right here on my phone he gave me bill hartley's phone number and when we got through playing that day on my way home i called bill hartley and talked to him for an hour wow and he goes I am so happy that you called. That's great. And you know what? It meant a lot to both of us. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean. 50 years later, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. When an old guy has made that much impression on you and helped you really get started with a game you love, it's a big deal. Did he teach you to draw? Yeah. You, he you draw taught, the ball. He taught me a little draw. <laughs> so, when I worked at Florence Country Club, Steve taught me to do holo cases front, back, and middle. You need six front, six back, six middle, which is the way I went for years. So, I started working for Biff. And he goes, no, we do right, left, middle. And uh, otherwise, again, and that's when you were playing a good bit and you would be, put them all on the left side, Bill. Put them all on the left side. <laughs> I heard that many a times running around the golf course, many times. I don't see a single left-hand pin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Every time. Oh, Every time. Man. Hey, so, Bill, when, when you junior golf and, and kind of where, where from there, did you play college golf? No, I did not. Okay. Did not. Really? And no, it's a long story that we're not going to get into. Okay. So, that's great. So we just moved on and, yeah. and right into the amateur, some amateur stuff. Yeah. And then you said you went and tried to get your PGA card a couple times. Went a couple times and, and made the cut, the last cut, but didn't finish in top 25. Okay. I, was, I was in top 50. Right. So, but I, I'll tell you who I played with several rounds at tour school 
was Craig Stadler. Okay. And, you know, when I was 26, I thought I was hot stuff. <laughs> but he was the U.S. amateur champion, and when I played with him, I could tell there was a difference between Craig Stadler and my game. Right. Really? I mean, he could rip it. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing when you get out there and you, you do see that, even from our perspective of, you know, I, I it sounds different, it looks different, it, it goes where they actually want it to go, and everybody else is kind of trying to figure it out. So what what brought you to the East Coast? Uh, my, my dad retired from the Marines. My dad went to the Marines a week after Pearl Harbor, was a fighter pilot for 20 years. Um, he retired after he'd been in for 20 years, and we moved back to Beaufort because he loved Beaufort. He was stationed in Beaufort. He was original squadron commander at Beaufort Air Station. Oh, wow. So I grew up playing golf at Paris Island. I'll be darned. Boy, what a great golf course that is. We just had our super senior four ball there. You played in it. Oh, yeah. I played in it. It was in great shape, great great golf course. It's different than what I, the one I grew up on. Okay. They redid it, I think, 1999. I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. it. Yeah. It was great. I hope, I'm hope i hoping we play there every year. Well, that's kind of what we're hoping, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, it was, it was, we had a good reception. We had a, had a good event, and everybody seemed to like themselves, so we had a yeah. good time. So, yeah. what year did you win the state amateur? I won it in 84. 84. Right down the road. Where was it? Wild Dunes? Wild Dunes. Oh, wow. Links course. Before the hurricane. But it, before the hurricane. Right. It was a different golf course back then. Yeah. You, uh, there was a lot of jungle out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Right. And we're talking Hugo. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, Hurricane Hugo. Hugo in 89. So, uh, walk me through that state amateur. How did it go for you? Did it go – everything was easy and you won? Um, no, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was in the last group the last day. Okay, let's go back 1975. Yep. I'd say you, you brushed you brushed the championship before. Yep, 1975, State Am, a three-putt 72nd hole lost by shot. You were paired with David Dupree and – David Dupree and Mike Holland. Mike Holland. And I can, I can remember how nervous I was over that four-foot putt on the 72nd hole. I just choked all over it. I don't see okay? you being nervous. Because I was trying so hard. Right. Okay, now at that point I'm 25. And after that, I said, you know what? I need to start relaxing and enjoying playing golf and just play as good as I can every hole. That's all I can do. But I turned pro for a while. I got my amateur status back in 1983. Now, my very first state am was at Florence Country Club in 83. I had a 36-hole lead. I played decent the last two days, but I lost. Um, Jimmy Hawkins won. Bounced it off the clubhouse. Bounced it off the Oh, really? I think he bounced it off a trash can. Okay. All right. <laughs> Clubhouse sounds I was so much play, better. <laughs> I was playing with him and – remind me the guy's name. I don't remember. Jimmy Finkley. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Finkley, and yeah. he had like four seconds in the state amp. So, I, I'm pretty much out of it. I'm like three or four shots back of him going. And Jimmy Finkley is one shot back of Jimmy Hawkins. Jimmy Finkley hits it up in the fringe. Okay. Two, par five, up the hill. Sure enough, Hawkins fires at the green. He hits it to the right. It hits the cart path. It one hops, hits a trash can, and bounces up on the edge of the green. Wow. And he won by one. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. Oh, man. Meant I never to be. heard that. But um, so the following year, I, I was in the state am at Wild Dunes. I was in the last group, and I was with Frank Ford, and I had like a three shot lead starting off. I was very nervous. And then I had like maybe a five-shot lead after about eight holes. But on 9, 10, and 11, Frank picked up four of the shots. Mm, did he really? Yeah. 
So I had a one-shot lead going to 13. And Frank made a triple, and I won. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> back to that 75 championship. We didn't have a cut back then, did we? No, we did not. You? No, we did not. <laughs> we had like 220 players. We had like 10 or 12 flights. Oh, my god! No cut. And I played the last two holes completely in the dark. That's incredible. There was a they pulled a car up behind the green, <laughs> Bagger Vance style. Yeah, it's not like the day where we pull the iPhones out and light up the green True. as best we can, or so the scoreboard, yeah. or the scoreboard. Yeah, uh, man. So I, I, I've always heard that. I don't, I don't know when they made that change, but I could only imagine a flighted amateur championship. I might could win a gift to get that in the last flight. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we 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 just got done with our amateur championship up the road at Debadu, and um. Had a great event, but I can I can only I can only imagine sitting there at the end of the event, flighting everybody out and saying D flight winners and what have you. So that's uh that's incredible how far we've come from well, there. And how about a good player shoots a pair of eighty threes and he doesn't get to go home? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he ain't happy playing in the fourth flight. Dad right? always said that uh sometimes the cut was like a mercy rule for yeah. you. You know, you shoot eighty three, eighty three, you don't want to come out here and play three or two more days in a row. Yeah. Well, Thankfully, Hap took over a few years later. Yep. And I, I, I can't remember what year that was. He's 76, so, I think, is yeah. when, his, when we were officially calling it his start. Um, he did some one days for him prior to that, but I think that's when he officially brought on 76 or 77. I, think, I want to say it was 77 because that's the year he was born. That sticks okay. out in my head. I'll go with 77. Full time, well, maybe. That State Am in 75 was the very first SCJ event I ever played in. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. I mean, I never played in a junior tournament. But, you know, it's amazing how much in the last 40, 45 years the SCJ has come along and how much it's improved. No and it, it's a great place for kids to enjoy playing golf and learn a lot about competing. Pl- plenty of opportunity. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, there is. And it's, it's, uh, it's continued to grow, and we've added events throughout the years. And, still uh, adding events. Still adding events. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is good. I mean, that's where we are, and that's, that's what the game does for us. So we're allowed to do that. But now, you won the amateur in 84. And just so everybody knows, Bill Smunk is only one of, one of two people that have won the South Carolina amateur, the mid-amateur, and the senior amateur. Yeah. Uh, Kevin King just accomplished yep. that a few years ago down at Calawasi. But, uh, yep. So you won the mid-amateur in 89. We were at Daltall. Yep. And then, from our understanding, 95, right up the road at Yeamans Hall. Yep. And then I, I particularly remember uh, your senior championship at the Country Club of South Carolina in 2009. Yeah. And uh, that big old trophy and that scoreboard up there on the corner. We yeah. Bill won that thing, and <laughs> we went to go breaking the course down. We have a little bit. We had to break down at that point in time. And we're out there for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And I turned around, and there's Bill still up with the scoreboard holding <laughs> holding court, <laughs> telling everybody about it. It was great. It yeah. was great. Oh, well, it's fun. What was the best shot you think you've ever hit in your golf career? <laughs> I know you've got He's it hit in your a lot mind. of shots. Well, I'm going to tell you about the worst shot I ever hit. There you go. Beautiful. Okay. So, this would have been in about 1971 or two. I was playing in the Azalea right here. Yep, Country Club of Charles. And I was in the second to the last group the last day with Dick Sideroff okay. and Billy Joe Patton. Wow. And this is right after Billy Joe Patton has shot like 80 the last round of the Masters to lose by one. So I'm playing with probably the two best amateurs in the world in, a, in the second to last group. So my dad is caddying for me. And through 10 holes, I'm four under par. I go strutting up to number 11 tee. Okay, I may And the pin this. was right where it is today, back right. And so I came up there and my dad goes, uh, are you thinking about laying up, man? I go, dad, 
I ain't missed a shot yet. I'm gonna hit a little cut four iron back there and make me another birdie. I had now gotten within about a shot or two of the lead and I can't even remember who won the tournament. I, I wanna say it was George Burns. But anyway, so instead of hitting a cut four iron, I hit a little draw four iron. Mm -hmm. Went in the left-hand bunker. That hole was a lot harder back in those days. Those bunkers were deeper, the green was narrower, and we didn't have 60 degree wedges. <laughs> <laughs> so I go into that. Now, the old, the two old guys laid up, pitched up, and one putter for par. Right. The young guy is in that left-hand bunker. I start going back and forth. My eighth shot is a blade oh, no. into the bunker, into the lip of the bunker, and it hops up on the green. I've got a 10-footer for a nine. Oh. And I come walking up. Now, here's my dad caddying for me. Now, this is where I got a lot of the good attitude and, and learnings was from okay. my dad. I walked up on that green. I got a 10-footer for a nine. He hands me my putter. He goes, let's work hard on this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I knocked the putt in for a nine. Oh, there you go. You kept and it on the, on the way. On the way back to 11 or to number 12, he high fives me. Good putt, man. <laughs> and we just died laughing. We had a kid, that reminds me of a story. We had a kid at the junior championship at Lexington one time, 18 at par five, goes yeah. all the way right up the hill. Yeah. And uh, he got done and he made an 18. I said, My gosh, buddy. I said, I'm sorry. I said, Tough day. I said, What happened on 18? He goes, I made a heck of a 10 footer on that last man. hole. <laughs> that is a good attitude. <laughs> you got to have it. You got no, to have you it. Got, it helps, you know. You got some more of his resume there. I do. Um, he, he's he he's also got, and I'm much much of these are SCGA events, but uh, the 2011 Senior Better Ball at Santee, always a fun event. You and your brother won that. Yep. One. John's a player too. Yep. He's still down in the Buford area. Is that right? He's still down in Buford, and he and I are playing there in a couple weeks. Good, good. He's a good one. He's he's a he. Your dad did right with the golf and family because everybody, both of y'all can strike it. I know. So, um, I tell you, this one stands out to me because I this is. Probably one of the coldest events I've ever been a part of. I know which that we got is. done. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. it's, it's you and me, right? And where you we were there last from. week. I just came from there. I was there two days ago. Uh, we were at Debadoo in 2014 for the senior four ball, and it was about 40 degrees, wind, a little bit of mist and rain. It was brutal. You and Bill Palmer took that championship, and that's one you really earned because yeah. that was cold. So here's Billy Palmer. He's down at Hilton Head. He owns Hilton Head National. I call him up. I go, Billy, you need to bring a cart cover and a heater. He goes, it ain't going to be that bad. It ain't going to be that bad. Well, I went to, Yet went to Bulls Bay and picked up a cart cover and a heater and drove up to Debadu. So when he got out of the car, he goes, man, it is freezing. I should have got that cart cover and heater. Yeah. I go, that's why I'm the captain of our team. I got a cart <laughs> cover and a heater. And I'm telling you, there ain't no way we'd have gotten lucky enough to win. Most of the time when we're out there officiating, we, we as a staff kind of work backwards so that we only see group one time. We don't get stuck with one group and think they're, we're following them. So most of the time when you're riding backwards, you get you get smiled at, you get waved at. Those first six groups I passed that morning, every one of them gave me the middle fingers I went by. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember Bert Atkinson riding down the golf cart in that first hole, and he had a, a full winter's jacket laid over the top of him like a, a blanket. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was nasty. That, it was really that nasty. first hole that day, I hit a driver and a five-wood up on the very front of the green. 
Now, it was probably a, like a 390-yard par four, <laughs> but it was dead into that strong wind with the rain coming yep, down yep. and 40 degrees. And I, I go up there, the rules official goes, you're the first ball. And we're one of the last groups. He goes, you're the first ball I've seen on that green today. Wow. <laughs> it was brutal. It was, and, you know, Adam, we've had, some, we've had some tough, cold, hot, all kinds of different yeah. days. That one sticks out in my uh, mind a lot. Yeah. Um, to, to, to continue on, you're, you're pretty good at partner picking, too. In 2009, at the Partners Championship, you and Mark Anderson took the title. Yeah. That was one of my favorite wins, seeing right? him and Mark Anderson that team together. That was cool. That was yeah. good. That was before Mark got to be who he is and on the tour, and obviously. Mark had just finished at South Carolina, and he was going to stay in AM for like the next seven months to try and get on the Walker Cup team. Yeah. So I was paired up with Mark, with Matt Layden, and Matt calls me up. He goes, I can't play. I go, who am I going to get? I go, there ain't no doubt. I got to call Mark Anderson. I call Mark. He goes, yeah, I'll be glad to play. So I would say at that tournament, he did 90% of the work. I hear you. Okay. There's still a good pairing. But afterwards when we're Biff, – Biff and Hap are there – well, did you help Mark at all? <laughs> I said, yeah, I paid for the cart both days. <laughs> Mark, Mark went on uh, – that was a March event. Mark went on into August that year and won our amateur down at Berkeley Hall, I do believe. Um, yeah. So, he, he, you did. You had, your, you had your stick with you on that, that one. Um, now, you also have won two of the Carolinas four balls at Camden with your longtime partner, Coach Penley. I've actually only won one. Oh, you've only won one. Okay, yeah. my mistake. And uh, I think that was 1994. Okay. But we, we played in the tournament at Camden 27 years in a row. I knew we – Okay. We spoke with Larry, and he told us about that, and he, y'all had a string for a long time there. That's incredible. Yeah, and we made match play every time. But we we probably made the finals four times, the semifinals a bunch of times. But best ball match play, you playing two long-hitting young kids, best ball. Yeah. Yep. You you better be bringing a lot of birdies. <laughs> yep, you're right, especially around there. It's uh, and you know, Larry Larry in his own right, he won the amateur twice. I mean, he he was that was a heck of a team y'all put together for that thing for a long time. I'm actually playing with Larry and my good buddy Steve Demosthenes this Friday at Chanticleer. Oh, oh nice. great! Yeah, good for you. Tell him we said hello. Pumped up. Give us a good Larry Penley story from something from over the years. Well, and congratulate he, him on his retirement. You know, a- after all the years of playing with him. You know, I've met many kids that – high school seniors that are going to Clemson. And I have told every one of them the same thing. When you get up there, you get Coach Penley to go out there to that practice pitching green, and you get him to show you how he hits those pitch shots and bunker shots because he is the best ever huh. on those shots. And, you know, back in the old days at Camden, the grass was very sparse in the fairways and around the greens. And the greens were up and firm and a lot of slope to them. Larry hit every pitch shot, every bunker shot good. Wow. Man. That's, have, you been to, have you been to Camden lately? It looks great. I was about to say, if you haven't, heard, you need to go see it. Hold on. I heard you stopped. There was a tournament there recently, maybe the CGA four ball, and you yeah. were just in the area, and you went you, – I stopped like, by there. And you hit balls. Yeah, hit wow. balls. Like you were in the tournament like that. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd earned his time there. He'd been oh, there I for agree. many years. Uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah, but they've done a great job over there. It looks Nick Price, the superintendent, has done a fantastic job. And, yeah. Um, Nick's a good one. So now, you are now at Bulls Bay. Is that correct? Correct. What a facility that is. It's awesome. It's fantastic. I love that place. That, it's truly a golf club. 
Yep, that's one of the things you know, about. And I got a, a group of about a dozen guys that we – they play three days a week. I play probably two days a week. Something just popped in my head. Talking about Bulls Bay. Mr. Bulls Bay is what I feel like you are, honestly. Um, I know that's Joe Rice, really. But <laughs> yeah. when we did our senior – I mean, our junior championship there, the year you won your senior championship, you were – driving the cart that had the standard on it with the scores this basically scoreboard for the yeah. group you did calder's group yeah the day he shot like 63 yeah and i just thought it was very special that our senior champion yeah. was out there as a friend not as an official you weren't on the board or anything but i remember taking this pic i bet there are pictures of that i remember doing it on the the, the hole that goes up the hill 14 maybe yeah yep. yeah that's pretty special the um i don't have the numbers here bill but y- you may know them um how about a cup team matches? Our, our top amateurs versus the top professionals in the state. We do it every year. We did it long code for a long time. Yeah. We've been actually been at the reserve the last three years, I believe. Um, you participated in a bunch. I don't know how many. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but it's close to I think 20, it was about 30. 30 now? I was thinking 30. In a row. Okay. You were probably there at the first one, weren't you, or close to it? Um, I think I was at the second one. Okay. But I, I'll tell you this. Here's the story. So – Back when I won the state am, I had Puddin, Alan Powers, was my partner in the alternate shot. <laughs> now, the alternate shot is where you both hit a tee shot, and I think you pick one. Select drive alternate shot, yep. Okay. So, anyway, so I got Puddin. Puddin's a good player, and Puddin can rip it. Well, 30 minutes before tee time, Puddin goes, I pulled a muscle in my back. I can't play. <laughs> now, <laughs> Hap is looking around. Who can I get to be Bill's partner? Now, Charlie Draughty was there. He was definitely not on the team. No. But he was a pretty good player, and he had his clubs in the car. So, Hap goes, Charlie, put on with Bill. You guys are going to be a team. And we're playing. I can't remember who we were playing, but we were playing two of the best pros. And Charlie Draughty – chipped in like three times and we won all three points <laughs> that doesn't surprise me charlie Gerardi, he's been a long time friend of ours and big big part of the scga and that's that's apropos he got put in place for yeah for pudding of all people yeah <laughs> alan powers that's a good he was a good one yeah chip told a good alan powers story about his pants falling down i don't in that think picture i think there was a lot of times alan's britches fell yeah. down to his ankles it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot in between to hold them up so who else was some of your partners back over the years um You know, I played 27 years in a row with Penley. Yeah. I, I started off, I played uh, one time with Rocky Catalano. At, okay. This is at Camden. And then I played two years with Burt. And the only time that I didn't make the championship flight was with Burt Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> and we broke up after that. I hear, I hear. You played with uh, – And I got Penley. Neil Baker and the senior stuff, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good buddy of yours? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good donor to when, the When Neil and I were within a few months of each other, age-wise, and I got a picture of Neil Baker and I playing golf together in high school. He played at St. Andrews. I played at Buford High. And I got a picture of us out on the golf course together. But And so we played a lot of golf together. But when I turned 55, he called me up and said, Bill, would you play with me in a couple of tournaments? Somebody probably asked you to be their partner, but yeah. would you just play with me a couple of these senior tournaments? I said, Bake, I'll be glad to. 
Well, I'm going to tell you, we had a blast going to those tournaments. It was fun going to a golf tournament with Neil Baker. Neil yeah. Baker made everything fun. He was, he oh, yeah. was spectacular. He always made you laugh and all the stories that some of them we can't tell on, on here. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he, was a, he was a character. He was something else. Um, they, uh, the, the, one of my favorite stories about you, Bill, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I tell it at least anyhow, is uh, you would come up here and inquired about the senior azalea getting into the senior azalea at Charleston one year and they told you to fax in your resume and you told them they better have a lot of paper in that fax machine <laughs> <laughs> that always got that me going that was me being a smart <laughs> you know, out you had some of that in you that <laughs> was great that was, good. That was great uh, I'd forgotten that one <laughs> I tell that a lot that one always makes me laugh you, there are so many smunkisms that are probably right. you have forgotten man we, we hang on by those but uh, mustache it's a signature thing with you. Is it all? When's the last time you've born with it? it? He I, popped out with that thing on there. I started growing it when I was a senior in college. Okay. And for about 12 years, I had a beard. And then when I got married, I shaved the beard. And I've gone with a mustache ever since, but it used to be a lot darker than this. Has your daughter, <laughs> has your daughter ever seen you without a mustache? No. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully she never will. Right, right. <laughs> Speaking of daughter, we, we now have a new addition to the family. Yeah. Um, my daughter, Louise, and her husband, Hunter, had a little baby girl about four months ago, baby Lucy, named, a, named after my wife. That's fantastic. I always heard grandchildren were your reward for not killing your own children. <laughs> yeah. So you got some good times coming ahead of you. Oh, no, we've, we've had a good time, and, and it, my wife is spending the day with her right now, and uh, – I've spent a good many days taking care of her, and you know now that she's almost four months old, she'll look at, you'll be holding her, and instead of crying, she'll start smiling at you. It doesn't get any better than that. That's great. I bet. I bet he's got got her watching Golf Channel, telling her about everything. Are we working on the grip? Yeah. (laughs) No, we're working on the grip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Start at the grip. Oh, that's great, man. What have you done? What has been your business kind of for for years? I know you're you and Layden still right now have a financial. We've got a marketing relationship. Okay. Now, we're not really partners. Okay. And, you know, every once in a while I refer somebody to him, he refers somebody to me. But I'm I'm a Lincoln Financial guy. I, my office is on Daniel Island. Yep. I still come in and work almost all the time. Good for you. So I remember one of the things, I don't know if it's a little side gig you have, but you used to do a little booth at the market down there. Oh, yeah. I came with my first wife. We came through there one time, and, and you, you gave her some earrings or something that you were peddling down there. So it, it, I, I'm, huh. I'm guessing you don't do that anymore. My wife's doing it some part really? time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was wow. cool. It was neat. We had a booth in the market from like 84 to 92, but Hurricane Hugo really hurt business. Yeah. yeah. You know, Man. and that's that's when we ended up moving to Char- to, to Kingstree, and that's when I became an insurance guy. What did, what, how'd you end up in Kingstree? Because well, she grew up in Kingstree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She grew up in Kingstree, and, you know, I thought raising my little girl in a small town was going to be a nice thing to do. Yeah. And I'm glad we did. Where did you play golf when you lived in King Street? Yamens Hall. Went, just drove up I, to Yamens. I, yeah. Yamens Hall was about an hour and 15 minutes away. I, I kept my membership there um, until 15 years ago. And 15 years ago, I got a good buddy, Mark Copeland. He took me over to Bulls Bay a few times, and I went over and played some. And he, next thing you know, he talked me into joining. And I've been there for 15 years, and yeah. it's been fun. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's uh, – Again, it's a it's a great facility. If you if you if y'all out there haven't seen it and get the opportunity to see it, I would definitely. You know, we did our mid and four ball was there last year, 
and we took 64 teams and we had to turn away 100 teams that tried to get in that tournament have you ever done that never done that and so this year we were able to bring it back because we only got one day in last year because yeah. of the weather and uh we we made the, we made the pact when we did it that we were going to have a qualifier so we did two qualifiers for it this year and, and let them play their way in instead yeah. of just being told no i i you know it, it's always tough to tell when you have to just go by handicaps because handicaps aren't always exactly you know right. vanity handicaps or the other way around and um you know we got all these supposedly plus twos that were in there and i'm watching some of them tee off in that first hole i'm like mm, this we're not doing this again so <laughs> no. um so yeah we're excited to be back there and i'll always that next week uh, next weekend? Not, yep, next weekend. Not this weekend, but the next weekend. Hopefully it's in great shape. Can you help us with the weather this time? Yeah, I'll try to. failed miserably last I'll year. try to. <laughs> What's your here's favorite? how short I hit the ball now. Okay. Okay? So, this past weekend, we had a qualifier for the members. Okay? So, you have to have both, member, both partners on the qualifier have to be members of Bulls Bay, and they have to be – is it 25 and older? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Okay. But I hit it so short, I didn't even try. No, no, I'm just gonna go out there and watch some. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, Bill, sometimes you get, and I see it. I mean, I see a lot of the guys that keep holding on, and then these golfers. We just did the U.S. Senior Am down at Collington River uh, yesterday, and it's a long golf course because when you go, as you've known, when you go qualify for a USGA event, they're they're not gonna shorten it up for yeah. you. Um, so I think it's a little bit eye-opening, especially at the senior level. These new 55-year-olds go down there and think they're going to get a 6,000-yard golf course handed to them, and that's not the case. Uh, it gets it gets long. And no, 7,000 is a long golf course. Speaking of USGA events, how many USGA events have you played in? Do you Just know? two. Just two. I played in uh, I played in the USAM 1983, and after the first round, USA Today, top of the sports section, first paragraph, bartender from Charleston, South Carolina, leads USAM. Awesome. Okay? <laughs> That's awesome. And it's like, I think it's like 320 players are right. playing. and uh, But on the real tournament site, I I shot 70. That was the low score that day there. Man. So that was pretty cool. But I, I lost in a round of 32. But I played really good when I lost. I was actually five under par. And bogeyed 17 and lost to Clark Burroughs, who was the medalist. He was first team All-American at Ohio State. But the sad thing is, when you're around the 32, back in those days when Bobby Jones was still alive, the final eight got in the Masters. Wow. So if I win that match that afternoon, the next morning, I'm playing for the Masters. Wow. Now, that's a pretty big tournament. Now, I'm not kidding. That, that makes the USAM a really important tournament. Sure. Sure. What was the other one you played in? I played in the uh, U.S. Senior at – it was in Fort Worth at Ben Hogan's Golf Course. That was Shady Oaks. Shady Oaks. And I'll never forget walking in. I was one of the early people checking in. And I go check in. They give me a locker. And I go into the locker room. And right there on your left as you walk in the locker room is a – glass door on a double locker it's ben hogan's locker oh wow the day he died they locked it and then they put a glass door over it and you can walk by there and see all the stuff that ben hogan had in his locker all open. the clothes it's shoes open, huh? clubs ben hogan clubs ben hogan balls that's it pretty was, cool no it was cool man all right and i don't know if biff knows this one you probably do. The Ellen Watt story. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. This is one of my probably one of my favorite stories of all time. Well, I I got my good buddy Jack Hinkle, 
who has managed Edwin Watts. He's one of the original about five employees for Edwin Watts. That's back about 1975. Okay. So in the mid-80s, they opened Edwin Watts' store here. And so I used to go in there all the time. And he and I were good buddies. And anytime there was a new employee, I would walk up to him and, and go, you're a new employee, aren't you? And they go, yeah, I'm a new employee. I just started. I go, how do you like it? And they go, well, no, I like it. And, and everybody treating you okay and everything's going good. And uh, yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. I go, I like to check in with the new employees and see how they're doing. Hi, my name's Edwin Watts. <laughs> and every one of them would go over to Jack afterwards and go, Jack, I just met Mr. Watts. Well, what a nice guy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is my favorite. Probably my favorite smunk story. <laughs> getting all the young, unsuspected guys. What about a hap story? You got any good hap stories? Well, I, I'm one of the few people that has known hap for long enough that I can remember hap hitting a good bunker shot. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that's a long time ago. That got me funny. That got yeah. me right there. But, but you know what? The, the disadvantage that Hap had was growing up at Old Hampton Country Club. Yep. Okay, back when it was a nine-hole golf course. And I can remember number two, the green there on number two along the road. I don't know how long the hole was. It was like 280 or something. It was the tiniest green with these – little bunkers alongside and people like a guy like half would hit it to the right so he didn't go out of bounds in the road and then he'd be way over to the right they'd be 30 or 40 yards off the green using a putter putting, putting through the bunker <laughs> and all those hampton guys that's all they did was putt from everywhere he doesn't get to play as much as he used to but i remember one of the last stories he played with uh, rick veith our chairman past president of the SCGA and chairman of the foundation currently and uh, they played in a um, somehow or another dad got a complimentary uh membership out of kiowa um, at the at the Cacique course and, and the Riverside River course, and um, Rick talked him into going down there and playing a member guest. And Dad was having these bunker issues, and he went out there prior to the tournament, and got one of the pros out there to come out there and help him on his bunker game. And two hours later, and th two shirts later, he he finally he sweated through them so bad he was out there working so hard on it, and he, he I don't think it helped any at all, but he he, he was out there working at it at least. So right. He tried, <laughs> yeah, he was trying. So uh, it, it it goes a long time with it. Um, well, he must not have missed a green when he won that state am at Columbia Country Club. <laughs> he said, he said, he says to this day when when he when he left the country club that day with a trophy beside him in his car, and I guess he had to go over some railroad tracks. He said he his game peaked at that moment when he went over to railroad game railroad tracks <laughs> and he came back. So. Yeah, what's what's your favorite golf course that you've played? I, I love Bulls Bay. Yeah, um, I really like Camden a lot. Yeah, I can see that. And. Uh, you know, I played there 33 years in a row in the four ball. Now, I haven't played like the last three or four years. I played a couple years with uh, Mike Mahoney. Okay. And I played 27 years with Penley. Yeah. But I love the place. I mean, sometimes on my way home, when I've been working in the upstate, I'll drive an hour out of my way just to go over to <laughs> – Is that right? <laughs> you know, Camden, again, Camden, I say it, I think pretty close to it, people either really, really like Camden yeah. or they don't like Camden. And they probably like me. The reason they don't like Camden, they got no short game, so you, know, yeah. you can't get around that place. But what you know, what they've done over the last few years with their little bit of a renovation there and, and getting it re-enhanced, it, it was uh, it's, it's a good spot. So you like? I guess Camden's got a pool. They're they're not just golf clubs, so they got yeah. a little bit more than right. just a. But you know, at Camden, it's a straight hitters golf course, and it, and especially if you got a good short game. 
But like Bulls Bay, one of the things I like about Bulls Bay is I could go out there with a few of my buddies that are 90 shooters, and you can have a good time because there's enough room to play. Yes. I mean, there's there's fairways that are 150 yards wide. <laughs> right. I mean, so, you know, a 90 shooter can go out there and he isn't hunting for balls all day, and, you know, and the golf course is always in good shape, so it's fun to play. How often do you see Darius over there? Not as much now that he moved away, I guess, um, to Nashville. I I used to see him a lot. Yeah. Okay. When I joined 15 years ago, I'd I'd see him over there once a week, and I would always, you know, I'd pass by him. I'd go, "Hey, Darius, how you doing?" He'd go, "I'm doing good. How you doing?" <laughs> and after about 10 years, one day I was walking up the stairs going to the practice tee, and Darius is walking down the stairs, and I said, "Hey, Darius, how you doing?" He goes. Hey, Smunky, how you doing? All right. I'm thinking, you Darius it. knows my name. And he goes, say hi to Bill Murray. Oh. Bill Murray's walking down the stairs right behind him. Oh, I shook wow. hands with Bill Murray. Wow. It was pretty cool. He still lives around here, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. That's interesting. I didn't know Darius was in Nashville now. Yeah, I think he moved okay. post-divorce. All right. Not trying to spread any bad no, news. No, but, no, no, no. You know, That's good. It's public. Yeah. They, um, well, you got a good team out there at Bulls Bay. We, you know, we're, we're here at the Country Club of Charleston, and, and Hart Brown, who's been here for – ever uh his wife is, is head of membership over yeah. there at, at leanne brown head of membership over there at bulls bay she's also an sc golf hall of fame member yeah on our board first female we had on our board we were very excited when she accepted that role and um then greg boyette the head professional yeah. out there and you got ricky Sullivan teaching and i mean it's just a lot of a lot of important big people right there at bulls bay y'all got it y'all got it figured out oh no it's fun it's and fun. i bet you keep them on your on their toes too though not really <laughs> <laughs> boy the town of mount pleasant is growing out that way like i've never seen Huge. it's incredible it used to be forever ride you go through mount pleasant you drove and drove and drove and drove to get to bulls bay and now it's i mean it's full interstate all the way out there hey it is a city now <laughs> it's, it is and i'm gonna tell you the traffic is unbelievable yep yep that's uh it's one of those things infrastructure is trying to keep up with a lot of places in south carolina right now so larry penley on his podcast with us talked about and i knew he used to send the state amateur back in the day when you played in the state amateur he would try and get your his players to play with you in a practice round correct yeah what did you try and and what did you try and teach those young men back in those days because he was wanting to learn from you my big thing was just relax play with no fear commit to the target on every shot enjoy playing don't worry about what you're shooting you know just play all 18 holes as good as you can and that's all you can do yeah and the one thing that i always did and he'd always talk to the kids smuggy hits a lot of practice balls doesn't he <laughs> i mean we get through playing and i would be out there on the range hitting balls when everybody else is leaving yeah but yeah. I, I you know i just didn't have a lot of natural talent i mean i worked at it huh and that's interesting to hear that you say that yeah you know did you have a? Did you have a? Have you ever had a coach when you since you moved to South Carolina or, or, or somebody you actually worked with on a regular basis? No, just kind of figured it just out. Just himself and any driving range he runs across. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or rock quarry. So the rock quarry wasn't driving range; it was just a rock quarry. Let me let me tell you, there is a rock quarry in Jamestown in the middle of nowhere. Off I twenty. Okay? It's in, a Martin. No, it's it's off Highway. I think that's forty one. Okay. But I drive through the Francis Marion Forest to get to Jamestown. So I'm just on these back roads. And Martin Marietta has this rock quarry there. 
and they've always got a nice cut grass entrance. <laughs> and so for like at least 10 years, I would stop there and hit some old balls. Like at Bulls Bay, they always had all these old balls in this box. And I just grabbed some old balls out of that box. And if I had a new driver, I was trying. I would stop there at that rock quarry and hit balls. And so for years I was doing this, but I would always get there after they'd closed the gate at five o'clock. Right. Well, one day the manager of the rock quarry stayed kind of late and he came riding out and saw me out there hitting balls. He goes, for years, I have wondered where all those golf I- balls came from. <laughs> he goes, he goes, my brother plays golf and I've, every time I find any of those golf balls, I give them to my brother. He goes, you're not going to believe this, but some of those golf balls were new Titleists. <laughs> and he goes, and, and I go, if I'm trying a new driver, I'll hit a new ball away. <laughs> and he goes, I was wondering whether or not a plane was flying over the rock quarry and dropped a bunch of balls. You that's gotta, I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind after we started talking was, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden these golf balls are showing up in your quarry. I mean, where in the heck could they possibly come That's from? cool, man. I got a golf addiction. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. No <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, we miss anything you want to talk about? Any significant moments or um, words of wisdom? I would like to tell a story. I, I think it's important that the older guys that love golf have an influence on the young people. And anytime they can help a young guy enjoy the game or play better, I think it's an important thing. So I'm gonna tell you a story about when I was 16 years old, okay? I'm the oldest of five kids. My dad was a retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel. He didn't have a lot of money, but I'd been playing golf at Paris Island and I'd become a pretty decent player. Well, I walked into the pro shop one day, and the golf pro goes, Bill, that set of McGregor clubs there is yours. And there was a McGregor golf bag, had a full set of McGregor irons in it, McGregor woods, one, three, and five wood. He goes, pick out a putter. I go, pro, where did this come from? He goes, you've got an anonymous friend that wants to remain anonymous, but he wants you to have a good set of clubs. So, okay, so I pick out a putter. He goes, what size shoes do you wear? He gets me a set of shoes. Mm. He goes, what size glove you wear? He gets me a few gloves. He gets me a few dozen McGregor golf balls. I said, bro, who gave them to me? He goes, they're remaining anonymous. Well, about 10 years later, the pro was dying. He was at U.S. Naval Hospital, and I went over there to say goodbye to him because he was a really good guy, and he was a good friend of mine. And I went. his name was Joe Frasca. And I went over there, and I'm talking to him, and he goes, I think I ought to tell you who gave you the clubs, Colonel Red Thomas. And so Colonel Red Thomas would have to be mid-'90s. And I hope somehow I've, – I've tried to track him down, but I can't find him. That's great. It would be awesome, though, if he was listening to this podcast. Yep. And thank you, Red Thomas. That's awesome. Yep. Well, that's, that's, and that's what it takes. You know, we, 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 we have our, our guys, your generation, my generation, and, you know, we, we kind of get in our own games and what have you. But to, to turn around and be able to influence this younger generation, and, and we're seeing it in South Carolina. Yep. You're seeing the impact of everybody doing that and making that effort. Uh, with some of these kids that are coming through and, and, and what they're producing as far as championships and wins and what have you. So it's, uh, that's, that's really cool. Well, it sure helped my game a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. having good equipment was a real game changer. 
if he only knew the addiction, though, he was – you already might, might have been addicted by then already, but – Oh, no, I was already addicted. I He's already you. addicted. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bill, let me tell you, from, from, from my end, I, I've known you for – I've been doing this for 25 years now. I've known you for at least that long. Um, and I always enjoyed coming to events where I knew a Bill Smoke sighting was going to be made. Uh, yeah. You always made me laugh. You make people laugh around you. Uh, I've watched you win championships, and I've watched you play some really good golf, and I just – I'm honored to, to be able to say I, I know Bill Smock and, and be a part of the SCGA. So thank you for everything you've done. Well, thank you for being one of the Lathrops that has helped the SCGA so much. Well, we appreciate it. I had, had, a, had a good base. Yeah, <laughs> you sure did. Where are you going, to the driving range now? Yeah, I'll be going to the driving range in a little while. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Bill. Thank you. Bill Smock, living legend. Living legend. All right. Thank you.